0: There we go guys. That is the podcast music that starts off. So you know that you're at Dirt Bike Channel. You're on the Dirt Bike Channel podcast. I'm Kyle Brotherson. I am your host. Um, You probably know me and I'm just going to jump right into this. Is aftermarket really better? So tons of guys are putting stuff like tons of aftermarket parts on their bikes. I mean seriously, there is so much that gets spent on... The off road segment of dirt bikes is just kind of staggering. I think, I actually think that more money is spent on the off road uh, world than on the motocross world and aftermarket parts. I could be totally wrong on that, but I feel like the guys here that are doing off road riding, like you and me, we are spending more money i think we are spending more money on on our bikes i mean think about it you've got everything from skid plates to protective parts radiator guards billet covers i mean don't even get me started on that there's a million different there's a billet anodized cover for every single thing on your bike. You've got other billet parts. You've got auto clutches. You've got steering dampeners. You've got discards, swing arm guards, aftermarket plastics, grips, foot pegs, levers, risers, you know, different aftermarket bars. Uh, You've got motor mods, you've got head mods, you've got carburetors, you've got shift levers, you've got brake pedals, you've got radiator fans, batteries, headlights, sprockets, hand guards, kickstands, wheels, hubs, exhaust pipes, throttle tubes, gas caps, titanium bolts, mirrors, fork guards, fork shoes, tubeless, bibs, tucker straps, tie downs. I mean, the list goes on. Those are just some of the things that I thought of as I was kind of doing uh, some prep on this. There is a, there are a million things, uh, that some of us are putting on these bikes and some of it is, some of it is really great. And some of it has a reason. The other stuff is just, uh, to, to dress your bike up. And, uh, so I really want to, I really want to get into is aftermarket better. Okay. And I see this as kind of a, there's, there's kind of two things here. There is, um, there's the satisfaction of putting things on your bike. And then there's, did you actually improve the function of the bike? And those are two different things. And I want to address kind of both of them, uh, because they're, they're both real and they're both legitimate. And another thing I want to say is I'm all for the American dream. I want people to make money and I want people to improve our sport. I am all for that. Okay. But I want to have a real discussion, a real conversation about what your motivations are for putting aftermarket parts on your bike. And are you really improving the bike or are you improving the function of the bike or are you just improving the look of the bike? And it's okay. If if we're just improving the look of the bike, that's totally fine. I'm not, I'm not dogging anything and I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not going to name out any companies here uh, because I think there's a ton of companies in this industry that are doing some pretty awesome stuff. And I don't want them to stop. I want them to continue to, to produce awesome things for us. I mean, you think about it. If you if you can make a living in this country, in America, in the United States of America by, you know, in a sport that you love, that is great. Another thing that's cool about the aftermarket um, part uh, segment is that most of these products are being made and produced, designed, made, produced, manufactured by small outfits. You know, it's, it's awesome because it's usually... Um, some very hardworking people that are standing behind their baby, right? Because they, they, they created this thing, uh, this aftermarket thing, a foot peg, a part, whatever it is. And it's their baby because they, um, they designed this thing and they're proud of it. And they want to put their best foot forward. And I think that is where a lot of innovation comes from. That's where a lot of really, really cool products come from are on these people that are passionate about doing something better. You know what I mean? Aftermarket drives innovation forward because they're sta- they get to stand on the shoulders of the large corporations um, that have made a product, an OEM product, and they, they get to stand on their shoulders and try to make a better mousetrap, right? And sometimes they really do make a better mousetrap, or mousetrap than, the, than the OEM product. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they've just made it different and that doesn't necessarily make it better, you know, and but different for you might actually be an improvement. I mean, we can get into that here in a little bit. I've got some uh, anecdotes and some stories as as I kinda talk through this and, and you guys can come along with me. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to these podcasts, you can get them anywhere. You should be on iTunes, um, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all that stuff. Um, please rate and re- leave a review if you if you like these podcasts. Um, because that helps other people find it. So Aftermarket driving the driving the market forward. I love that. It's a cool thing. Aftermarket is fun. Okay, let's just get that let's just get that out of the way. It's fun and it's rewarding. I mean, think about it. You just bought this bike, and for a lot of us, um, it is like your trophy. You know, your dirt bike. It's out. It's probably got a special place in the garage. I hope it does. And you might even even have built like a shop or a shrine, like me, just to go out and have you know a place for these bikes um that the reason why I did that is because I just love the bikes so much I wanted to get them out of the garage and I wanted to have a place where I could go and work on them you know and and have tools and have everything kind of in its own little space and um, that's where I go to uh, put aftermarket parts on my bikes. I mean, if you're like me, you're eating and sleeping and drinking and dreaming about dirt bikes. I mean, think about it. Uh, last night, I spent half the night up, like thinking I was on a ride, and you know. So a lot of times, I'll spend, you know, the better part of the first part of the the evening trying not to think about <laughs> dirt bikes so that I can fall asleep. I mean, sometimes it's a curse, and if you are if you fall victim to that curse. Um, then you're probably the person to listen to this podcast and you're probably putting, you know, various aftermarket parts on your bike. You might be the guy that is putting thousands of dollars onto the bike and all, and we'll talk about here, talk about that in a little bit. And that's, that's okay. We just want to talk about, um, you know, maybe the, the returns that you're getting on that. Aftermarket parts, it's kind of like allowing you to play dress up on the bike, and that's a real thing, and I certainly put value in that. I was into guns before I was into uh, to, to dirt bikes, and I still am a gun enthusiast. And if you think about it, like the AR fifteen, AR fifteen, you know, it's it's um semi automatic rifle that shoots a two two three cartridge or point five, five six millimeter um, projectile those things here in the United States are like the erector set for, for guys, you know, because there's, they're literally like every single part on that thing. You can, you have multiple options and you can do all this aftermarket stuff with these, with these, uh, guns. And they're just like little erector sets for, for guys. And you can spend a ton of money on them, but there's all these little things that you can customize. And your dirt bike is just like that. The dirt bike costs more money than, than typically a firearm does. Um, for the initial investment. And then there is a million things. There is an aftermarket part for like every single piece of your bike, every single piece. There's an aftermarket part that you could do, you know, and if you're just going to play dress up with the bike in the garage and, or make it look like it's the best looking bike in, you know, in the neighborhood or out of the track or on the trail or whatever. And you get value from that, then I say, Hey, that's, that's awesome because this whole thing is supposed to be fun you know, riding dirt bikes is supposed to be fun. It's a hobby. It's awesome. It's amazing. And if playing dress up with the bike and and putting bling on the bike, uh, gives you, you know, those warm fuzzies and gives you that, uh, you know, that buzz that you're looking for, I say, great, go for it. There is value in that. There are people that buy bikes based off of the color. Uh, Maybe it's blue. Maybe they buy Yamaha because blue is their favorite color. Maybe they buy KTM because orange is their favorite color. By the way, Orange is my favorite color, but that's not why, (laughs) that's not why I typically have a KTM in my shop. Um, because I, I started on, on Yamaha. Um, I've had a lot of different bikes over the years, but I started on Yamaha. I didn't start on KTM because it was orange. I knew KTMs were orange. I didn't care. I started on Yamaha because I thought that would be a good bike. And then, you know, I've, I've gone from there. Um, but it, it is, and even with my truck, like I want my truck to look good and, and so i've done some things in the aftermarket to my truck to make it look good i put you know a lift on on this one uh, i didn't put a lift on the last one but i put a lift on this one i have aftermarket wheels on there and and you know big tires because i like the way that looks and that is that is a thing it's a real thing it makes me like the truck more i mean before this before this truck i had a super it was a ford uh f350 you know super duty i didn't like the way the truck looked and i had kind i I didn't, I wasn't super satisfied with it. I put wheels and tires on that truck and that increased my satisfaction level of that truck enough for me to keep it, you know, for several more years. And, and that, that really made a difference to me. And that's one of the things that aftermarket parts can do for you. I remember uh, my buddy, Sam years ago, he had, he bought a 2013 KTM 250 XC. And that was back when that was back when still KTM and a lot of these manufacturers were and, and they, they'll go in cycles, but they were putting the, um, they started to put the black wheels on, on the bikes, the black rims, black wheels, at least not the race teams were doing it. And Sam got this 250 XC in 2013. And it, it still had like the silver wheels, you know, the, the brushed aluminum wheels. And he didn't want to ride the bike until he, <laughs> until he put black wheels on it. And I, at the time I remember thinking, I remember thinking like, well, that's kind of odd. Um, but now I get it like to, to Sam and to a lot of us out there, our dirt bikes mean so much to us. It is a trophy, you know, it's this trophy, it's this ideal, it's this, uh, expression of who we are. And if you, you can, you can put aftermarket parts on your bike and change the look of the bike and that makes it even more valuable to you. And I get that. And so if putting these parts on the bike makes it more valuable to you, then bam, that's awesome. That is awesome. Cause that increases, you know, your enjoyment of that bike and fulfillment and everything, you know? Um, so we, part of the fun of this is that we get to go out in the garage and we get to use our tools, you know, or out in the shop and we get to use our tools you get to use your hands to work on this trophy that we call a dirt bike. And there's something rewarding with that. Because a, a lot of us don't have jobs where we're doing, you know, manual labor. I certainly haven't had one for several years. I worked a desk job, you know, where I was selling um, SSL certificates is <laughs> what I was doing. Um, and so everything that I was doing is front of in front of a computer or on the phone, you know, selling. And sometimes we'd go out and we'd do you know, sales trips and things like that. But I wasn't making anything with my hands. I wasn't doing anything with my hands and putting aftermarket parts on your bike gives you that. It's almost fulfilling like this primal instinct or this primal need that we have to use our hands and to make something better, especially on this thing that we love already, which is this dirt bike. So that is really cool. That's really fun, you know, and there's something there's something um, about this perceived idea of improving something or making something better that I think is extremely satisfying for a lot of people. I called it a primal instinct. And I think, I think that's an accurate description. If you can go out there, use your hands, use your tools to make your bike better, um, that's a cool thing. And it fulfills this, this need and this desire that is deep down in us, if that makes sense. Um, sometimes aftermarket is filling a need because the OEM the, or the manufacturer didn't put that part on the bike, and so now you're going to put that on the bike, and you're, you know, going to the aftermarket as you, you know, would because the uh, the manufacturer, the original uh, manufacturer, didn't put that on the bike. You know, I'm thinking about things like now radiator fans or other protective parts. I mean. If you're, if you're doing more slow technical riding or something on some of these bikes, you might need a radiator fan. And that has become more and more of an issue for me as the speeds have slowed down and the difficulty has come up. Um, it's, it's to the point now where I need a radiator fan so I don't have to stop and let the bike cool down. Protection parts, a lot of these bikes, they're making them as light as they possibly can. And so they don't come with some of the protective parts that they probably should have. You know, some bikes come with skid blades, some most don't. And so you turn to the aftermarket to put some of these protective parts on there. I'm thinking about, you know, things like the skid plates and, uh, like, um, radiator braces for some people or like swing arm, swing arm guards or, uh, rear disc guards, or front disc guards, or, or, um, even like hand guards, like a full wraparound hand guard or thing, things like that, that you're putting on the bike. You have to turn to the aftermarket, not because the OEM doesn't know how to do it, but just because the OEM didn't do it you know either to keep the cost down or keep the weight down they didn't do it and so you turn to the aftermarket you know so sometimes the aftermarket is filling that need cuz the OEM didn't do it um sometimes aftermarket is cheaper than you know some of these parts a lot of times a lot of times it's cheaper on some of the things i think about some of the tusk stuff from rocky mountain atv um but it isn't always cheaper uh, another one that is cheaper though is like an fmf pipe if you have like a if you've got like a ktm or a yamaha two stroke or something like this um the OEM pipe is freaking expensive. You know, in some of those cases these OEM pipes are pushing like $500 or $550 for a two-stroke pipe whereas you could go out and get an FMF Gnarly pipe for like 230 or 240. And so a lot of times you can find an aftermarket part that is cheaper than the OEM but just as good. And I say, "Hey, then that's awesome. Let's turn to the aftermarket for that, you know, for that thing." And because that that's cool. Every, you know, we want to save money. I have never bought an OEM uh, two-stroke pipe from you know for a KTM because those things are freak. I can buy two of the aftermarket parts for every one of the OEMs, and so that's that's cool. Um, but is aftermarket uh, so so, we, so we've ex- we've extolled some virtues there of the aftermarket. Maybe it makes your bike look better. Maybe it saves you some money. But is aftermarket always better? because it's not always cheaper. In a lot of cases, some of these aftermarket parts are really expensive. Like super expensive. And I I don't know about you, but I don't I don't have just like a ton of money to be spending on on this stuff. Um so, less is more. For me, less is certainly more and the more I the more I buy dirt bikes and things, um the more that point is driven home for me. I mean, like right now in the position that I'm in, I've got a number of bikes sitting out in my shop, and I can't afford to put a ton of aftermarket parts on those things. And what I've also found is that I can get away with less. For me, less is certainly more. It doesn't mean I don't buy stuff because I do buy. There are certain things that I buy for for all the bikes, but I can't buy everything for all the bikes. And and the return on investment isn't, isn't really there. So let's get real again for a moment. Those large manufacturers like Honda, Yamaha, KTM, Kawasaki, Beta, you know, Gas Gas, uh, these these manufacturers, Suzuki, they've put a lot of research and development dollars, R&D, and a lot of years into these products. And yeah, uh, they they also have to make them at a reasonable cost so that they don't blow their margins, but it has to be good. And I think that's something that a lot of us don't... um, don't spend that much time thinking about the product that they're putting on the bike has to be good. Okay. And in most cases, um, it is good. The things that they're putting on these bikes are good and it's tough to improve on. Not impossible, but it is tough because there has been a lot of R and D dollars, you know, like just think about it this way. So we mentioned that a lot, of these, a lot of these aftermarket companies are mom and pop shops, you know, and maybe, and maybe they've got to the, gotten to the point where they do have some money in the bank and they're cranking things out and maybe they've gotten bigger, um, but they don't probably have the R&D dollars that uh, Yamaha has or KTM has or Honda. And so they're trying to make a product um, and they can make it good and maybe they can even make it equally as good, but have they actually improved it? And in a lot of cases, I think you'd have to say, no, they didn't improve the function of this product. They might've increased the look, you know, because it isn't, it isn't that hard to make something look better than OEM, especially if you're, if you're willing to charge a little bit more for it or even twice as much for it. You know, I'll get, I'll give you an example, like a shift lever. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to name any names here. Uh, and I'm not going to name any company names, but shift levers. You can get a shift lever for your bike, and it is not hard to buy a shift lever that looks better or looks cooler than the stock part. It might be black anodized or, or orange or blue or whatever, and it can look tricked out, you know? And again, like I said, if your whole, if your whole um, intention is to make the bike look tricked out, then you've, you've already done that, you know? So I, I recently rode with a guy who installed an aftermarket shift lever. Uh, on his bike, you know, down by the foot peg and it looked trick and it really helped to set off the bike, you know, and Hey, if that's what you're going for, then objective achieved right there. But let's talk about functionality for just a second here. Uh, because during the ride, he mentioned that sometimes it's hard for him to, he was, he was asking me about some questions about some different things and I'm not the best rider in the world, but, but, uh, I, I'm, an okay rider. And he was just asking some advice for me, different riding things that were happening, different techniques. And he mentioned that, um, it was hard for him a lot of times to get his boot under the shift lever to up, up shift the bike. I think we were talking about standing up on the pegs. And he mentioned like, sometimes it's really hard for him to get his boot down under the shift lever and pull it up, you know, and get into that higher gear. And, uh, I, I, I hadn't really studied his bike. And so I just said, yeah, well, you know, it's, you know, sometimes you have to get your foot under there and you have to get to the side or whatever. And we just kind of talked through it. But then when we got back from the ride, I started looking at his bike and I noticed something right off the bat. I showed him why it's harder for him to shift than me. Yes, his shift lever looked awesome, but the design of that shift lever brought the tip of the shifter closer back to the foot peg than the OEM the stock, and I showed him on on my bike because we had bikes that were essentially identical. um And I'm like, look, your shift lever, although it looks awesome, it brings it close. It brings the tip of the foot, uh, the shift lever, closer to the peg by about three quarters of an inch. Not only that, he had wider foot pegs than the OEM, and so that narrowed the gap even more. So here he had wide a wide platform foot foot peg. And then the shift lever that didn't extend out quite as far. And what that means is it made it hard for him to get his boot in between there and shift. It, it was about three quarters of an inch. And that's a big difference. And that made it hard for him to shift. And so while it was it was an improvement in the way the bike looked, it was not an improvement in the way the bike functioned. He went home and he put the stock shifter back on the bike because to him, he he said, you know what? I'm going to value the functionality of this stock shift lever over the look of the aftermarket. So just a, just an anecdote for you. And I've seen this in multiple, multiple ways, you know, maybe that, uh, maybe that part weighs more or whatever, but it's like it, well, like I said before, it's one thing to make the part look better than the OEM, but it's an entirely different thing to actually make it function better. And be stronger, and and they in some in some cases they've done it, you know. There are companies out there that are striving to make a better mousetrap, but you know what? It is actually hard to make a better mousetrap. It really is. There's a ton of companies out there. That if you go to the hardware store, you'll see all these different mousetraps, you know, like all these different iterations of it and whatever, but then you'll always see the tried and true version of the original mousetrap that's been around for probably 150, 200 years. And that's because the thing works pretty dang good and it's hard to improve both the function and the look of the mousetrap and make it work. And the same thing goes with aftermarket and OEM. It's one thing to make it look better, but it's another thing. It's actually pretty, and pretty difficult to make it function better than, than the OEM. So, um, in conclusion though, your dirt bike has to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. You know, we are doing this for the fun of it. And like I said before, if you're putting, if, if installing parts on your, on your bike adds to the enjoyment, adds to the fulfillment, I'm all for that. Let's just be real about the returns though. Cause here's another thing. Here's another myth that people think they think that, you know, if I put all these aftermarket parts on my bike, it's going to be worth all of this uh, extra money. And the truth is, it's not. I mean, there are some, there are some uh, exceptions to every rule, but generally speaking, the bike is not going to be worth really anything more because you put a ton of parts on the bike. I mean, think about it in the, in the car world you've got a Honda Accord. It's a 2010 Honda Accord. It's worth, I'm just going to throw out a round number. This, I might be way off, but let's say you've got a Honda Accord and it's worth $10,000 according to like Kelly Blue Book or NADA. You know, that's a popular, you know, car valuation website uh, organization here in the United States. So if the car is worth $10,000, you can go out there and you can put a $5,000 stereo in that Honda Accord. And guess what? It's worth like a hundred dollars more. It, it no one cares. Same thing happens with the motor. You could you you know, you could go out there and put like a supercharger in that motor and put $2500 into the motor. It's still only worth, you know, that $10,000 that it was originally. No one wants to pay for your stereo. No one wants to pay extra for your upgraded engine. I mean, there there may be, you know, a 17-year-old kid or something out there that will that um that will pay you more for that, but generally speaking, your car is worth the same thing it was before you put that stereo on here, the same thing applies with dirt bikes. So if you have $2,000 in parts on your bike, um, honestly, it's probably worth about a hundred or $200 more to most guys. For me personally, I don't like bikes when, when I'm looking for a bike, I don't like bikes with a ton of parts on them because it doesn't matter to me. I don't care about your aftermarket parts. For me, less is more. And I'd rather spend the money on gas and tires in most cases. Now, obviously, I have aftermarket parts that I'm putting on the bike every time. Like tubeless, I'm putting on the bike every time. I'm putting a lot of protective parts on the bike every time. So I'm not saying that they don't have value. And there are, and, and, and you might have all these parts on your bike and you meet, you, know, you meet a guy who's like-minded to you and you've already installed everything on the bike and he's in love with that. And that makes it easy for him. And so it might make the bike sell quicker down the road. But don't plan on it selling for a lot more. You know what I mean? So, I'm not saying that there isn't value here. We just need to be real about the ROI, return on investment. You're not going to get the money back out of those parts. Pennies on the dollar. You know, maybe 10 cents on the dollar. You're not going to get 50 cents on the dollar. Just don't don't think that way, but you might sell it quicker and time is money, and so you know, that can be, that can be a good thing, but I'm the guy, I'm not the guy who likes to see a lot of aftermarket parts on a bike. I'd rather see the bike bone stock, and then I can put the parts on there that matter to me. And that's just how, that's how it works. So another thing, just know that almost, almost without exception, aftermarket parts don't make you a better rider. Now, You notice I didn't speak in an absolute, and I didn't say that no aftermarket part makes you a better rider because there are exceptions to every rule. And sometimes you might be putting something on the bike uh, that actually does improve your something, your comfort level or whatever, or your confidence level, and that can make you a better rider. You know, so I don't want to speak in absolutes, but for the most part, an aftermarket part won't make you any better, it won't make you any faster. Um, the things that make you better and faster are seat time and practice. Those make you better. And so be real about what you're, you know, what you're spending on the bike. If you buy, if you buy a, you know, $1,000 auto clutch or something, it might make your bike a little bit more enjoyable for you to ride, but it doesn't make you a better rider. It'll cover up some, um, deficiencies in that system and you know, that, that bike system and you and the terrain that you're going on, but it doesn't make you a better rider. Because you can't, then you turn around and you go on a bike that doesn't have that part. And now you've got that issue again. And so you haven't really improved anything. You've just kind of masked something or whatever. The, the only way to get better is to put time on the bike, you know, put gas through the tank and those types of things that makes you a better rider. Obviously I'm not the best rider in the world. I'm just an average guy like you, but these are some of the things that, that I totally believe in, you know? So. You put a ton of parts on the bike you might have the best looking bike in town and if that's what you're going for, boom more power to you I love it there are, there are things that I don't want to go without in the aftermarket and I want the aftermarket to keep getting better and I want those guys to make money and there's a ton of you guys out there that like what they're you know a product that they're selling and I do too there are, there's some awesome stuff that is out there in the aftermarket and I like to review those things I like to use those things if it's a protective part, something like that I love it. I love it. Let's keep having more, but let's keep innovating. Cause like I said, if, if the part is that much better, if an aftermarket part is that much better, um, it, in some cases it'll force the OEM to step up their game and come up to that level, which is, which is a cool thing, you know? So that is uh, that's kind of what I've got on aftermarket. If you guys, um, have questions about this, send me an email. The best way to get in touch with me is Kyle at dirtbikechannel.com uh, you can hit me up on social media too, but I'm not as quick at answering those emails. If you have podcast topic suggestions, reach out to me, um, Kyle at Dirt Bike Channel, and I'll put it on the list of podcast uh, topics to cover. I want to you know, interview a lot of different people as, as we go through this and just have some good time. Have a good time. Also, remember that if you're listening to this podcast before December 15th of 2019, you still have time to enter the sweepstakes for those two KTMs that I'm giving away. It's a 2019 KTM 250 XC and a 2020 KTM 300 XC TPI. Every $5 that you spend on my website during the promotional period gives you one entry into that. No purchases necessary. There is also a mail-in uh, way to enter this thing. And that, that is, that is what I've got for you guys today. So that is the outro music. As you can tell, um, really appreciate all the support you guys have shown me if you want to just support Derbe channel you can go over to patreon you can leave a monthly tip there you can also just right on my website you can do like on PayPal you can go through and just like set up a, a monthly tip donation thing through PayPal I do that with some other podcasters uh, that I that I support um, and yeah just spreading good out there in the world if you put good out there in the world, I think good will come back to you. I'm a firm believer in that. And I am trying to put as much good out into the world as I can. Not perfect, uh, but I am trying to strive to get better each day. So anyway, I appreciate all the support you guys have shown me and uh, let's keep the rubber side down and, and keep rocking. Thanks guys.